Okay, cook. Underestimated and still I made it. In the book of hard knocks, I'm highly educated. Nobody told me, looked over, but still dedicated. Played in the league for 13, I ain't gotta be favored. Two Super Bowls, Honolulu, I stood with the greatest. The thing is this, and never rich, I'm good with my neighbors. DB precision, television, ain't ask for no favors. Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers. No backing down or turning back, part two of the movie. Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me. Ain't gotta like what I'm saying, just respect it, it's honest. Run through opponents, watch the film, it's effective, I promise. Sit back and grab your popcorn, watch me go to work. And tackle all of these topics right here on Face First. Uh. Well, we are here, and it's a weird day. It's a, it's a crazy time, uh, not only in America, not only in the sports world, but in the world in general, uh, we've seen these things happen overseas, whether it's Italy, China, and now it's happening in America. And two weeks ago, I was ready to come on here because I wanted to talk about greatness. Because I was watching LeBron, and he had played against Kawhi, and he played against Giannis back-to-back. And I was starting to kind of wonder why we ever doubted that he was the greatest player on the planet. And that doesn't mean that he's the, he's the MVP of this season just as Jordan only won five and he didn't win it every year that he could have when he was with the Bulls when we knew unequivocally he was the greatest player in the world but they just decided to not give it to him because Charles Barkley had a really good year or because Carl Malone had a really good year and it was like yeah we know Jordan is better and that the Bulls have the best player in the world in the 2-3, but we'll give it to this other guy because Jordan will probably come and win the finals MVP anyway, and he wasn't really tripping on that. So I was really excited to come talk about that, and then I coached a 7-on-7 tournament and lost my voice. I don't know how Coach O does it. I don't know how any of these freaking coaches do it. I coached six 25-minute freaking 7-on-7 games, and I couldn't talk. I had no voice. And, I, you know, it, Corona had already hit Italy and it hit China. And so I didn't want to come in here and do a podcast without my voice because I didn't want people being like, hold on, RC, you might need to be inside. And so I didn't come and do it. And, you know, then you see the NBA shut down, right? We're sitting at home and, you know, getting ready to watch a game, OKC, Utah, and they shut it down. And, you know, Rudy Gobert, you know, a guy who went out to the media and he was, you know, touching on mics and he touched on a lot of people's stuff in the locker room. It comes out that he's the first reported case um, in the NBA. So they stopped the game. And then my macho, my machismo kicks in, right? My, my NFL kicks in. And I was like, you know what? We would have beat the piss out of him, right? Because that's my first thought. Once I find out you got it, now I go back to all the stupid stuff you did. And now I want to put hands on you. But then it made me think, though, there was a bunch of Rudy Gobert's in the world. There was a bunch of people walking around like, this can't happen. It won't happen. Not us. We're America. Oh, Mr. Big Chest, look at us. And, you know, then it comes. And so then I, I listened to the NFL, and, it, and we're going through CBA negotiations. In late January, uh, D. Smith, Don Davis, uh, obviously D. Smith runs the NFL PA. Don Davis is the 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 right hand man the second in command making sure that everything is done correctly for the players i started to speak to them about what negotiations for the cba are like i started to tell them about jerry jones 
getting up in the middle of a meeting and going stand by the door because the things that were coming from across the table from actual players were beneath him. And him sitting at the door and waiting for the rest of the owners to come to him and owners stand and say, no, no, Jerry, some of this we got to listen to because we got to play ball, right? I remember the, the high-rated or the high-ranking quarterbacks being talked to like they were below the owners, like they weren't human like it was, okay, we got ownership and we got labor the same way we saw ownership and labor back in the slave days. That was some of the conversations. That was some of the tone that you got in labor negotiations. I also warned them against misinformation because I work in this business and I know how it works. It's a you scratch my back, I scratch your back type of business. It's a I'll give you these little pieces so you can push out my narrative in turn i'll give you some more down the line this is how you grow and create relationships this is how these relationships continue to build because it's like you give me something i'll give you something so i told them to be very aware to be very cautious of who they take things from of who they let guide them of who they let advise them of the people that they will choose to listen to and so then these things start to come down the line. And lucky for me, I'm in a position where I get to talk to these dudes. And so I call Ramon Foster, who is a representative, an NFL PA rep for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And one thing about Pittsburgh Steelers reps is we're a little different. I had Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch was fearless. Charlie Batch was informed. Charlie Batch was a guy who would communicate probably too much. He would make sure you had so much information to dissect, to dive into, that you couldn't feel like you were misinformed in making a decision. And so he passed that on to me. When we were locked out, we had about 30 minutes that you could go into the building. And Charlie Batch and I were sitting outside of that building in 2011, making sure we walked in, making sure our faces were seen so other representatives, so other players understood that you could be on campus that day. We couldn't get past the office in the we couldn't get past the desk in the lobby. They weren't going to let you get to the locker room. They weren't going to let you get to the weight room. They weren't going to let you do these things and that's when you start to realize it's us against them. And so now we get into this thing and in 2011 it started to get pushed through right before training camp came. And all of these people were talking big. I'm ready to sit out. I've saved my money. I've done all this. Man, I was on that phone call and there's some people and some players that's loved in a lot of places. It's some people who are going to get some gold jackets. Some of them might be quarterbacking teams that I'm really close to now. And those people were saying, we are ready to go back and play. Right? I'm sitting around and I'm saying, ah, I don't know. I feel like if we get back into camp, this thing is going to get pushed through. I feel like there's going to be some stuff that's not worked out because at that time there were things that hadn't been worked out yet, like Commissioner Goodell's power and other things that were going to be negotiated once we got back. So we get back to camp. It goes through. 30 teams vote. It's our time to vote. Those teams have voted yes. Charlie Batch and I stand up in front of the team and we say, look, bro, we can vote however the hell we want. We are going to vote no. That's Charlie Batch and I, but y'all can vote how y'all want. Either way, this thing is going through. And so now I'm calling Ramon Foster and I'm on FaceTime with him, with the guys that I'm trained in, you know, Landon Collins, DeShazer Everett, Lonnie Johnson, because I want them to get all the information that they could possibly get to make an informed decision. And then you see the vote come through and it's an extremely close vote. And you find out that 500 people didn't vote at all. 
right? Those 500 that didn't vote, many people are going to say, oh, they're lazy. Oh, they don't care. Most of them just don't know. Most of them have, got, have, have gotten information from so many places that they're like, you know what, man? I'm just here to play football and play football how it's played. And then you look at the guys who voted for it. So many people were saying, man, it's so much better for the bottom tier. The, the minimum salary has been raised, right? You're now going to get more guys uh, up on the active roster on game day. So that's the things that they're looking at. And then you look at a former player like me who never in life will I complain about the CBA that the NFLPA negotiates, that they agree on, and that they push forward. Because it's not my job anymore. I'm a former player. I remember being in former player meetings. And when you're in these meetings, these old dudes are ruthless. If you think that watching throwback film of like Deacon Jones clothesline people or Tatum just absolutely decapitate people or Joe Green body slam dudes before he goes and have a Coke and a smile, you ain't never seen these dudes in a meeting, right? You've never seen them in a meeting where we're, where we're talking about their insurance or we're talking about their benefits or their social security or their line of duties. I'm duty, I'm, bruh, these dudes are she. You thought going across the middle was tough or blocking one of them or getting off the line on Mel Blunt was hard, try telling them that you're taking away benefits or you're not going to do more things to help them. Well, that's kind of what happened in this deal, right? Those were kind of the forgotten guys. But that's the part about these, about these deals. That's the part about negotiations. Like the owners aren't going to walk out extremely happy. The players aren't going to walk out extremely happy. Everybody's not going to be cool with what happens, but they're going to try to get a deal that does the most good. So now for the players, you have a 17th game. I don't know how this works, right? I don't know because a lot of times by week 16, we already know who's going anyway. Who in the hell gets the extra home game? Shoot, I don't know how it works. What I do know, they add the extra game, they take away 12 padded practices, and they think that that's supposed to help. What it will help is the linemen, right? The linemen who stand across from each other, their helmets crash every play in practice. You help them by taking some of that off of them. You look for guys who get into the high-speed crashes on the back end, the extra game is probably worse. But again, you got to find a middle ground that makes people happy. You have an extra team in the playoffs. To me, that says, right, if I'm a guy who's minimum wage or who's on the bottom of the salary tier, I can say, dang, if I get to the playoffs, that's an extra check. That extra check doesn't really matter to the big dogs because they take a pay cut. And so, so many things have gone on, but what we know now is that it's passed. What you know now is for a decade, you have labor peace. Those, that's in quotes. You have labor peace, right? And usually that means the owners feel pretty good about what they have. The owners felt good about the other deal. The owners wanted to push that deal forward. They wanted to extend that, but it was not extended because the players wanted more. So you know how it works. It's like going home and saying, say, boo, I'm trying to take a trip with the boys, right? She says, okay, cool. You and the boys can go on a golf trip. Y'all can go on a, fish, a fishing trip. I don't fish. Seems kind of hard. Seems way too difficult to do in my free time. I'm not trying to work in my free time. I'm trying to chill. But you know you had to take a trip with the wifey, right? You know your old lady, she going to have to go somewhere because you got to give something to get something. That's where they are. And so the NFL, as, and I talked about kind of that machismo in the beginning, they're still the most macho of the macho. Because guess where we are now? We're in free agency. Shaq Barrett, uh, Ngakwe, 
um, uh, Simmons from Denver. All of these different people are now getting the tag. You know why? Because it's business as usual to the NFL. They don't have to cancel games, right? The games are far off, but they want to make sure when you get to that point, we can have the same schedule that we normally have because now we've done some different things. Now we've moved forward. And so now when you move forward, what's the big talk? Where is Tom Brady going to go? At first, it was the Tennessee Titans. Well, nope, Tennessee Titans, you did the smart thing. Mike Vrabel, you are no dummy. Don't put friendship over your pockets. Ryan Tannehill is younger. You guys played well with him. You went to the AFC Championship. Move forward with your guy. Smart thing to do. Then it comes, comes out. I read that Tom Brady's first choice was the San Francisco 49ers. And it made me want to say, the fuck? The fuck? Like, how? Boy, stop. Boy, stop it. What you mean? How, so you just going to pick the team that just went to the Super Bowl? And they got a guy who they gave 140 mil, you know, approximately, and they going to move him out? So you trying to make Jimmy G your backup again? See, this is what happens. This is what happened, man. It's like when the pretty girl... Right, she wasn't pretty at first. Then she gets, then she becomes extremely pretty, and she's been with the same guy for a long time. It was the guy that she was with before she was attractive. So, like at that time, or the guy, they were both fives, right? They were both fives, and then when she became a ten, she started getting him right, making sure his hair was cut right, getting him facials. He got all the new Jordans. Every time the new Jordans come out, he got them. He stayed fresh, and they stay together. But the dude don't really appreciate it like the rest of the world appreciates her, right? Right. So when she walk in the club, when she walk in the restaurant, dudes are going crazy. But when she's at the house in her joggers, her home, her boyfriend's like, "Oh, it's just you, Rachel. You always look like this, right? Because now, Rachel, I'm a ten too." You see what I'm saying? Like when they got Brady, they didn't have no Super Bowls. Brady was built kind of like a soft donut, right? And so when that happened, they did together and they came up. Now he got TB12, right? He all lean, faced all chisel, got the nice uh, five o'clock shadow beard, and they got six championships. So we even. I don't have to treat you different. Like, I ain't got to treat you like all these other people treat you. Like you my boo. You been my boo. We've been in this thing for 20 years. Where you going to go? Well, what Tom Brady thought was, man, all these people been waiting for me to be in the streets. Then he hit the streets, 49ers, day out, Titans, day out. Now you realizing the grass really ain't greener in these streets like that. It ain't. Now you got an online date, right? You got to go to speed dating. You never know. You never know what's at the speed date. Now watch that show, The Rookie. Man, chicken went speed dating, had to hem a dude up. Whole life creep. You just, y'all be careful with that speed date. And don't shake hands right now at the speed date. Hit elbows, bam, holla at your boy, right? And so all these things are happening. And then what's even crazier is, right, so Dak Prescott gets the tag. When we go through wide receivers, I live in Louisiana, and I fought this for a long time. Freaking Mike Thomas is unbelievable, right? Mike Thomas is crushing folks. No guy whose game day outfit looks like that should be that dang good. Because he don't even care. He don't put no, he ain't got no wristbands on, no tape. My dog put on gloves and Jordan 11s, and he go out and bust your face open, right? But you go down the line, then you think guys like Julio Jones, guys like, well, A.J. Green didn't play this year. But eventually you get to DeAndre Hopkins, and usually it's in like the top three or four. 
right? And so then I think about him and like think back a few years ago to David Johnson, like who that dude was. David Johnson was, he was the man. Then Kenyon Drake comes in this year from Miami and makes him obsolete. But DeAndre Hopkins is still that boy, right? Deshaun Watson really needs him. Will Fuller is hurt a lot, right? They don't really, Kenny Stills comes in and plays well. Guess what? Neither one of those two dudes are on the same team no more. They're on different teams. So while the rest of the world has shut down, is not doing things, we're not playing basketball, freaking spring sports in college is canceled. Canceled. We in America, people, and we are canceling spring sports. There are people who had goals, who had dreams, who were planning for this to be the next step towards their future career, and they don't have that no more. Like, think about the, I want to say as a people, we are more evolved and we can say, you know what? This is bigger than sport. But I played sports, right? It, it's, it's, it's been my life. And I just remember being in it and nothing was really bigger than that, right? I, I scheduled very well my senior year of college. I made sure there wasn't going to be a lot of waking up early. I said, you know, I got to be at the stadium at this time. I should have one class right before that, and then I'll go to class at night. So on this particular day, because I only had to take 12 hours because I was close to graduate, on this particular day, I get a call from uh, the Fraternal Order of Police, right, on this particular day. And the first thing he asked me was, because I was asleep, did the buildings fall? That's what he asked me. Have the buildings fall, fallen yet? I, I hadn't woken up. I was asleep. He said, cut the TV on. This was September 11th. They bring us into the building. We're supposed to play Auburn that week. Uh, they tell us, you know, they're going to try to figure out what's going on. We end up not playing. And I remember for a split second being a selfish, a selfish ASS little brat and being like, man, I really wanted to play. Right. And so you get home from the meeting and you turn the TV on and you see all the devastation. You see all the tragedy. You see all the trauma. And then you realize, oh, man, I was kind of in my own bubble. For some people, that bubble never pops. For some people who play these spring sports, they're never going to get another opportunity to do it. And and they've already said they're going to give some type of you know allowance or grievance to those people. But there's still going to be things you have to figure out because now you got freshmen coming in. And so when all of these things are, are going on and all of these things are, are being canceled, yeah, you feel for them, but you also know that they have no way of getting out of that bubble and seeing what's going on around them and seeing the people who are hurting and seeing who they could help and seeing who they could be helping by just being smart, by just listening. By just not being nasty mother effers. Right? And so that's where they are. And then it's hard because you turn the TV on and you say, you know what? They canceled my season. They don't, you know, we got to stop doing this because of what's going on in the world. But dang, the Texans and the Cardinals can trade two of the best players in the league. But that's where it's at. That's the way we're going to keep moving. There's going to be free agency. Tom Brady, who I believe is 
probably going to have to end up going back to New England. Don't quote me there. This is just my guess. He may be on the move. We're going to have to talk about it. We don't know what's coming down the pipeline as far as us as humans and far as the way that we're going to need to live so we can survive, so we can take care of each other. But what we do know is football still seems to be rolling. Basketball is saying they'll be back in June. Good thing about that is, man, LeBron James and all of these stars are going to be freaking healthy and they're going to be ready to roll. So it's going to be fun to watch. Until then, it's going to be a lot of freaking Netflix. And so we have things changing. Dak Prescott's now franchise, which we kind of already knew. Kirk Cousins continues to get richer. How it happens, I don't really know. Got a two-year extension for like 66 more M's. Washington, you thought you was keeping my man down, but he is not tripping. He took those two franchise tags. He got 84 M's, and now he got 66 more. He is not worried about y'all. My man is set for life. But as usual, I got one thing to leave y'all with. And I didn't want this whole thing to be about this virus, but this is this part is important to me. Um, I love sports. I want sports to come back strong. I want everybody who we love to watch on TV to be healthy. We don't know who's dealing with what. I texted, I trained NFL guys. I kind of talked about that early on um, in the podcast today. And I texted them all. I say, hey, man. I know you guys have these trips planned and you guys are young and you can go out and do all these things, but I can't. I don't have a spleen. You know, many people know the story. I went to Denver, had a sickle cell crisis, lost my spleen, my gallbladder, a piece of my liver. So my immune system is slightly compromised. Lucky for me, I don't get sick a lot. And I am that dude who really thinks he could just fight through everything. I think you can out-tough any friggin' thing. Like, oh, I'm tougher than that. But my wife is kind of worried because I'm actually concerned. And the reason I'm not necessarily concerned as I'm aware, right? One thing I always did whenever I got around new coaches and they were trying to teach me things, I'd always say, show me on film, right? Show me that there's a history of this being played a certain way and it works well. That's what I always wanted to see. Okay, you can show me Charles Woodson playing curl flat in Green Bay, getting the interception and scoring. He didn't get hands on two. That works. Okay, now I see it. And if I see it, I can figure it out. Or show me something going bad. If I have an idea and you don't think it'll work, show me where somebody did it and it didn't work. Well, we have that. We've seen this happen in other places. Right? I worked really hard when I played football to be prepared. And... If you were looking at it from the outside, you would think I was scared. I was at work really early, right? 5.30, I'm in the cold tub, the hot tub. I'm stretching, um, trying to get some film in before the meetings. I do the same thing at lunch. I work out. I go to practice. I stay extra. I get extra reps on tackling, on doing certain things. I then hit the cold tubs. I stretch. I go watch film afterwards. I get home. I do treatment. There was, all, there was this huge list of things I had to do, and that lasted all the way up to the game. But it wasn't. Because I was scared. Like, I knew I could do a lot of stuff, and Randy Moss was still going to be fast with me, faster than me. And I was okay with that. Because then when I got home and I had done all the things I was supposed to do, I could say, man, you did everything you were supposed to do. They were just better that day. Right? And so that's where I am with this. Wash your freaking hands. That ain't hard. Right? Social distance. You ain't got to be in bars and clubs and parties. 
right? Be careful around your elders. My mom, she has some issues with her lungs. She has some respiratory issues. I'm not going around her. Not because I don't love her, because I don't know if I may be carrying it, and I don't know if I can beat it, but I for sure know that she can't. So I'm going to be smart because we have the script. We have the playbook. We have the plays on film so we can be smart. The NCAA was smart. They did the right things. The NBA, you were smart. You did the right things because you had the playbook. So you didn't have to wait to be faced with the plays that you had to adjust to because you already knew the adjustments, just like we do. I am not for just shutting our lives down if they are not making us shut them down. If the CDC makes a recommendation that we shouldn't be gathered with 50 or more, guess what? I ain't going. Whether it's to go praise the Lord or whether it's to go hit a baseball and watch people do it, I ain't going. I'm not saying shut your, left, your life down, but I am saying let's think about those who may not be in greater shape as we are. I told my guys, they were walking around like Donovan Mitchell. He's saying, I'm asymptomatic. It's because you're strong. It's because you're young, right? They could walk in any day and have, and have that virus and, be, and spread it or have a situation to where they're touching people or doing different things and have an opportunity for it to, to take with someone else, and they would never know. Just as by looking at me, the fact that I work out with them, I can lift what they lift, I run with them, I train with them, I do all these different things, you don't know that my immune system is compromised. So if we just think about the next man and think about doing things the right way, we don't have to ask the questions to know if maybe or maybe not, you can kick this thing. So let's love each other, man. Let's spread love, not this shit, right? And be happy going forward. Hey, man, this is Face First Podcast with RC. I wanted to drop one for y'all. Y'all be safe. Y'all be good. Hopefully, I'll see y'all soon. Nobody told me looked over, but still dedicated. Played in the league for 13. I ain't gotta be favorite. Two Super Bowls, Honolulu, I stood with the greatest. The thing is this, if never rich, I'm good with my neighbors. DB Precision, television, they ain't ask for no favors. Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers. No backing down or turning back, part two of the movie. Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me. Ain't gotta like what I'm saying, just respect it, it's honest. Run through opponents, watch the film, it's effective, I promise. Sit back and grab your popcorn, watch me go to work. And tackle all of these topics right here on Face First. Uh.